You're going to love this. Just love it. What? Really? Promise? Hope you're right. Stuck in the Middle with you, live from the beautiful studios in Los Angeles of KPFK Pacifica Radio, 90.7 FM, Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, 91.7 FM, KYAQ on Oregon's beautiful Central Coast, and of course, Coast to Coast. And around the globe on kpfk.org, on the Stitcher app, on the TuneIn app, on the iTunes app, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, and now FYI Nation Network. This is your Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, and muckraker, and all-around swell fellow from bradblog.com. Delighted you could join us today. Uh, we are live, as I say, and we will try to get to your calls on Wild Wild Wednesday. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. These are your public airwaves. Use them before you lose them more than you already have. Um, a big show for you today. Uh, I have an update, as promised, uh, as promised last week. Uh, and we have a few more updates since then because I didn't deliver it last week. Apparently, I completely lied. Actually, I didn't lie. We ran out of time. But I've got an update this week in the wife-beating case of federal judge Mark Fuller. Um, some disturbing news, perhaps, for some of you in that case uh, coming up a little bit later. Also, uh, Hillary is saying <laughs> exactly what the left as National Journal described it, exactly what the left wants to hear. Uh, but I would say, is anyone going to actually believe her? I don't know. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. We will talk about that in a little bit. Um, uh, also, Desi Doyen, as usual, will join us with the Green News Report a little bit later uh, because this is actually Earth Day. Uh, and we've got uh, some news in the Green News Report, a non-denier, at least a seeming non-climate denier, uh, is entering the GOP race for president for 2016. That would be the first non-denier to enter the race if this candidate enters the race. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, it's also been five years since the BP Gulf disaster. Um and we'll talk about that as well in the Green News Report. And on Earth Day week, we can celebrate the fact that January to March 2015 is the hottest January to March in recorded history. Also, so that's coming up a little bit later. And a big, 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 
Well, a medium-sized program announcement for you that we will save for a little bit later just to torture you. But a big announcement about the broadcast. Um, it'll be either good news or bad news the way you want to look at it. That'll be coming up in a little bit. Uh, but first, uh, as I say, uh, since this is Earth Day and, you know, Desi Doyen and I, we do the Green News Report as you, uh, as you know, twice a week, you get at least one of them here on KPFK every week. Um, but uh, on the Green News Report, we, you know, every day is Earth Day. So here on actual Earth Day, I think, uh, Desi Doyen, I think that we should uh, celebrate on Earth Day. This is because everybody else, you know, they, they wait for one day of the year to celebrate the Earth. We celebrate <laughs> it every day. So today... I say it's it's non-Earth Day. What do you think? I think that makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, thank you. You're and welcome. Um, with uh, this being Earth Day, or as we like to refer to it, non-Earth Day, uh, this is the 45th anniversary. Uh, I'm saying let's go contrarian. And here's where I'm going with this, Desi Doyen. Um, the Heartland Institute. Are you familiar with the Heartland Institute? Yes, I the, the Heartland Institute, that right-wing conservative yeah. think tank. That's right. So-called think tank. Yes, correct. Uh, New York Times calls them the primary American organization pushing climate change skepticism, which I, I think is kind of a nice way to put it. That's a much nicer way to put it than I than would. Than you would. That's right. Uh, now, they spend about $5 million each year, uh, their budget. They've got a full-time staff of 29 people, apparently, editors, senior fellows, and 222 unpaid policy advisors. Wow. Yeah. You would think with that many advisors, their policies would be a little bit better. Yeah, I think they get a bigger yeah. budget than that, but apparently they don't even pay their own policy advisors. Yeah, well, and of course that's all that they report. Now, they're also funded by fossil fuel interests, as I understand it. Uh, this is the Heartland Institute. And these are the guys, remember, these are the guys who had put up billboards. Remember those billboards equating climate change with serial killers. Well, the acceptance of climate change with serial killers and other, you know, um, unfavorable people. There was the head. Yes. It was a billboard that they put up around the Chicago area. I think it was right. where they had a picture of Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, and said, "Ted Kaczynski believes in climate change." Yeah, I said the billboard said, "I got it right here. I still believe in global warming." Do you? And it shows a picture of the Unabomber, and it gives heartland.org. And remember, Heartland is also the people, I believe, that uh, in the past were the ones who participated in denying the effects of tobacco, the health effects of tobacco, on behalf of the tobacco industry. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did that, too. And that's uh, that's covered in the film and the documentary film and the book, Merchants of Doubt, which is about the selling of doubt from industries that don't want to be regulated for what the ways they kill people. Heartland also uh, features an Internet application apparently called PolicyBot, which serves as a—it's really called PolicyBot. It serves as a, a clearinghouse for research from conservative—they call them conservative—conservative—I conservative th- call them right-wing, right-wing things, thanks, such as Heritage Foundation, American Legislative Exchange Council, that's ALEC, and uh, the Cato Institute. So all of these right-wingers, they all go to this same place. They all go to Heartland. This is where they get their climate-denying— Nonsense. Well, since it's Earth Day, Heartland put out a statement. They do, I'm on their mailing list and they sent on their media list. They send out statements on various issues. So here they have uh, experts comment on Earth Day. So there is, for example, Jay Lehrer, their science. This is the guy is the science director at the Heartland Institute, where all of these right wing think tanks get their information. Here was his statement on Earth Day, which, by the way, it's Earth Day. Most people don't even notice it's Earth Day, right? right. So why don't you just, 
you, well, anyway, here's the statement that, that Jay Lair made. And I'll read a few of these to get your take on these, Desi. I know you haven't heard these. So, okay, so Jay Lair says, Earth Day really did make a difference back in 1968. The Cuyahoga River caught fire and sparked the nation to take better care of its environment. I was one of those who worked to establish the new Environmental Protection Agency, that's the EPA, in 1971, and then worked on the creation of a safety net of legislation to protect our water, our air, our mines, and our agriculture, and ensure that wastes were disposed of properly. Well, that sounds yeah, reasonable. Okay. Second state, Second paragraph from that statement. We had really done our job by 1980. Oh, <laughs> they were done. Oh, it's all done now. When yeah. anti-progress zealots began to realize EPA and environmental issues could be used to stop people from improving their lives by ensuring the economy could not advance and energy would never become inexpensive. Today's Earth Day is all but a symbol of... Of evil. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Really? Yeah, that's oh, what it man. says. Managed by those who care not at all for humans and, in fact, do no good for nature or the animal world. Most activities are vile recriminations staged by those who wish to keep the poor just where they are. Poor. Wow. Wow, that's a piece of work. Yeah. And what shocks me about that is, you know, the EPA has been working very, very hard to upgrade the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act, and also, you know, reining in the pollution, the toxic pollution from coal-fired power plants, for example. And that is where, you know, it turns out in the United States, the majority of polluting coal-fired power plants are located in urban areas where the poor that the Heartland Institute pretends to care about actually live. And that's probably why the majority of minority children have uh, asthma, much, much higher percentage of asthma than kids, uh, Caucasian kids. So the EPA does that. Areas. But you're talking, of course, about the anti-progress zealots. The vile the, things they do because the they don't EPA. care about humans like children right. who can breathe. Now, that's stuff. the science director at the Heartland Institute, the right-wing wow. think tank Heartland Institute. Okay, here's the uh, research fellow uh, for environment and energy policy at the Heartland in Institute, H. Uh, Sterling Burnett. Gee, I wonder name. what kinds of energy H. Sterling Burnett is interested in. H. Sterling says, Earth Day should be a day for celebrating poverty, uh, I'm sorry, for, well, for <laughs> celebrating property rights and markets. <laughs> Yes, because Earth Day is all about worshiping money. Property right? rights and markets. Not only have those two institutions dramatically raised life expectancy, health, and overall standards of living, but they are the best assurance of environmental quality over the long run. Wow, I've never seen property rights save a kid's life. H. Sterling goes on to say, America's air and water are cleaner now than they've been in more than a century. This is largely due to the technological innovations and efficiency measures taken by companies competing in the marketplace and the choices people made relatively well off by economic progress have made to invest in environmental amenities. So it's the, uh, it's the market, it's the companies that have led us to this uh, uh, cleaner uh, path that we are now on, Desi Doyle. Because they were forced to by government regulation because Congress at the time, at least Congress back then, believed that, hey, we should set some standards here so that people won't have poisoned air, poisoned soil, poisoned water. 
You understand that these people think that the markets will take care of this, right? I think, I, I think they pretend. Nobody to think. wants to live. Nobody wants dirty air. They don't want their creek in the back of their house to be filled with with gunk, and so therefore they will object and they will go to court and they will ask Exxon, uh, "Pretty please stop putting that oil in the creek behind my house." Or I'm going to take you to court and Exxon will, will shudder in their boots from that and yes, they'll clean up their act. That's the idea I think that the Heartland Institute is trying to present. But we all know from evidence and, you know, actual reality that that's not how it works. Exxon doesn't bring in its pollution unless it is forced to do so by the government and by standards that the government, uh, the federal government, the state governments, local governments set. Um, this is this is just, oh, wow, an astounding bit of sophistry. I, I, I thought this would drive you crazy so that's why i thought well, i would thanks. you're welcome uh, happy earth day uh let's see you want you want a couple more here before okay, I, or sure. is your head already exploded oh, and right. if your head is exploding you can uh explode here on the air at 818-985-5735 818-985-kpfk get to your calls in a bit here um betty betty grand a research fellow at the heartland institute says uh, on, on her comment on Earth Day mm-hmm. is, as a strong proponent of religious freedom, I respect the rights of Earth Day advocates. Now, I'm not sure how these are tied together, but that's what she says. Uh, just do not expect me to worship at that altar. Instead, today, I would like to thank all of the farmers and ranchers across this country for their wonderful stewardship of the land and for producing the food that feeds the world. I'm sort of still stuck on trying to figure out how what religion has to do with that. <laughs> well, I think what she's saying is that uh, giving a damn about the earth is a religion. Oh, oh, that accepting the, the science of global warming correct. is a religion because that's the yeah. favorite new thing of the Republicans now. Uh, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham is saying, yeah. well, you know, Al Gore has turned it into a religion. Right. And, of course, that's not true. Accepting the science <laughs> does not make it a religion. But uh, she thanks the, uh, the, the farmers and ranchers for their fine stewardship and Speaking of which, uh, Ernie Kenning, our uh, legal analyst at Bradblog.com, wrote an article today about the uh, the fact that Jerry Brown out here in California, we're in the midst of the worst drought in recorded history uh, in California, that Jerry Brown has now imposed mandatory water restrictions, uh, 25% reduction, but only on urban usage. In other right. words, people, human beings, uh, drinking water, cities, and so forth. Uh Eighty percent of the water that is used in California is used by farmers and ranchers and the energy industry, fossil fuel production and so forth. So they're at 80 percent. People are at 20 percent. And that's where it's been reduced. And and Ernie Canning uh, makes the case that, well, you know, it won't be enough. You've got to put restrictions, mandatory restrictions on the agriculture industry, on the fossil fuel industry and so forth to make a dent in what looks like it could be a mega drought for decades to come out here in California. Yeah. we Now, that to be clear, that is something that has been seen historically. Geologists have discovered historically that California and the entire Southwest go through periodic mega droughts that last, you know, 20 to 100 years. So there's no way to know if we are in the next mega drought until 
million on it 20 years from now. So, <laughs> well, you know, but it's still, it's bad enough as it is. It just may not qualify, you know, as the scientific term of a mega drought. But yes, he's absolutely right that what we have in place right now is not going to be enough if this drought is going to last much longer. The reason I mention uh, that story, uh, other than it's, it's a great story, go read it, um, at bradblog.com, but uh, he talks about also the, the damage that farmers do. He talks a little bit about the damage that agriculture does, uh, you know, pesticides, uh, rotting carcasses from uh, uh, cattle, well, ranchers, the manure, and so the forth. the manure lagoons that are left right. behind from these feedlots that yeah. we have all along Interstate 5 here in California and actually around the country as well. One more comment here. Uh, I got tons of them. They, they, these just blow my mind on Earth. I mean, you know, this is Earth Day. They could have. This would have been so easy for the Heartland Institute, right? It, this is non-controversial, it seems to me. The Heartland Institute could have taken this opportunity to at least pretend that they weren't insane uh, right-wingers. It could have said, on this Earth Day, we stop to remember the importance of our Earth and the resources we enjoy from it and uh, to remind everyone to take care of uh, of the planet because it's the only one we have. And they could yeah. have gotten out, been seen like you know normal people, Instead, they're like, the EPA is vile and evil, and uh, environmentalists are a religion, and thank God for the market, for the oil uh, industry. Keeping, I mean, I I am I wrong? Wasn't this <laughs> no. a blown opportunity by the well, Heartland Institute? Yeah, but are you really surprised? It's the Heartland Institute. They are radical right-wingers, and then basically their, their sole purpose for existence is to make sure the wealthy stay wealthy, get wealthier, and to ensure that the fossil fuel industry retains supremacy throughout the world forever. Amen. And they're not just right-wingers. You know, the mainstream media goes to them. New York Times will go to these guys and get quotes from them. So it's not like there's some radical right winger that, you know, everyone on the fringe that everyone knows to ignore. The media turned to these people to get uh, to get the point of view from the right on this issue, from the conservative uh, side of the, uh, the spectrum. They go to these people. All right. One more uh, here and we'll take a quick break. Come back with your calls and uh, and I'll wipe my brains off the uh, window where they, my <laughs> head has exploded Sorry. in frustration from the Heartland Institute. Sorry, dude. Uh, and we'll come back with, with Mark Fuller uh, updates and uh, Hillary Clinton and much, much more. Uh, so let's see. This is from uh, Heartland Institute uh, Policy Advisor for Energy and Environment at the Heartland Institute, Tom Harris. He says Earth Day and the environmental movement in general are being ruined, are being ruined by their focus on. On the climate scare. Ruined, a, I yes, tell you. A, which he describes as a scientifically dubious cause most Americans don't really care about. Wow. That's your Heartland Institute. Our phone number is 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. Your thoughts on that or anything else that is on your brain. These are your airwaves and this is your broadcast. <laughs> Long been promising I would keep uh, 
my eye on every breath that Judge Mark Fuller takes, U.S. District Judge from Middle District of Alabama. Welcome back. This is your Bradcast. I am Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. In addition to calling me, we'll get to your calls momentarily, 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. I know the lines are filling up. Uh, You can also tweet me throughout the broadcast at the Bradblog. And remember, stay tuned. Big, big program announcement coming at the end of the uh, end of the hour here. Uh, And like it's good news. I'll just tell you it's good news. If you like the Brad, uh, if you like the Bradcast, uh, okay. Um, as uh, I've been promising, uh, an update in the Mark Fuller case. Uh, several of them. Uh, if for those who don't know about this, Judge Mark Fuller, U.S. District Judge, lifetime appointment to the federal bench by George W. Bush in 2002. He is the one who sent former Alabama Governor Don Siegelman to jail, to federal prison for six and a half years for something that has been described as uh, by 113 former state attorneys general as something that has never been a crime before until Don Siegelman was charged with it. In what Siegelman uh, describes as a a, a cabal between Karl Rove, who was a big time um, uh, political advisor in Alabama for years, and the prosecutor, uh, who was married to the uh, husband, uh, who, who was married to the uh, the head of Siegelman's opponent's campaign? Uh, it looks like a political hit job for sure. And Siegelman is now trying to get a a, a, a new trial uh, based in no small part on conflicts of interest of Mark Fuller, the judge who shackled him immediately and sent him off to prison once he was sentenced. None of this, uh, you know, none of these courtesies, these niceties that guys like Bob McDonald enjoyed out in uh, out in Virginia, Governor Bob McDonald, uh, who, who, who wasn't shuffled off upon his sentencing. He was allowed to stay out during his appeal and so on and so forth. But no, not Democrat Don Siegelman, who sits in prison now at the Oakdale Correction Facility in Louisiana. In any event, that's who Mark Fuller is and was most famous for until he was arrested uh, last August... Uh, after his wife called 911 from a hotel room in Atlanta where she said that he was uh, abusing her, that he was beating on her. Here is just a short clip uh, from the disturbing 911 call, which we obtained and published uh, in full at bradblog.com. We got this from the uh, the police here. Nobody else has, has run it in full. We've got uh, just a clip of it here just to remind you about this horrific story. What's going on? Excuse me? Domestic receipt. Okay, with yourself and who else? I'm a calling. I need help. What's your name? Kelly Fuller. Okay, do you need an ambulance? Yes, please. Kelly? Kelly? Okay. She needs an ambulance. I'm sending the police. They're in a domestic fight now at the Ritz-Carlton. Okay, that was uh, part of the disturbing 911 call where you can hear Kelly Fuller, Judge Mark Fuller's wife, uh, apparently being uh, uh, smacked, slapped by, by the judge. We are told that's what she told the police when they arrived, and she was bloodied and, and so forth um, on her face, bruised, hair around the room. Um 
a couple of weeks ago, we had the exclusive uh, from Mark Fuller's attorney that uh, they're claiming there was no fight here at all. And he was essentially saying that Kelly Fuller was faking that uh, 911 call. Um, well, more on that in a bit. But here's where we are. Judge Fuller was arrested that night. He was taken in by uh, into custody. He spent one night in jail. And then he ended up going before the state court in Georgia. And since uh, this was his supposedly his first offense, he was allowed to struck a plea deal. Now, there's a question about whether it was his first offense, because in his previous uh, marriage uh, back in uh, which they had a divorce in 2012, his first wife claimed that uh, in the court filings that he also uh, was abusive to her and their children, that he had alcohol and drug issues, that he was having an affair with his court bailiff, who he ended up marrying. That who is Kelly uh, Fuller, the latest victim slash wife of the judge. Uh, but the state court uh, let him take a plea deal and said if he attends 24 weeks of um, domestic violence counseling, one hour a week sessions uh, and a court ordered uh, evaluation for drug and alcohol, he's off the hook. And the criminal charges would be dismissed and his record would be expunged. Well, his record has been expunged. The charges have been dismissed. It is as if it never happened. This federal judge who has a lifetime appointment, $200,000 a year to the federal bench, gets to go back to work if he wants and if the court will allow him for uh, the rest of his life after uh, allegedly beating his wife. Now, his cases have been reassigned to others uh, for the moment while the 11th Circuit is investigating what happened that night in Atlanta. Um, and no matter what the courts do, the, the, the state court in Georgia, uh, the possibility that Judge Fuller could be impeached for what happened still exists. And a special five-judge panel on the 11th Circuit Court has been investigating this matter. They have taken uh, uh, several days of uh, testimony uh, back in February. And last week they met again. And they heard a few more hours, I think from uh, four more witnesses, if I'm uh, getting this correct, uh, from four more witnesses or, or four hours. I don't have that note in front of me. But they're not, apparently, they're not done with the case. They are still looking at this matter before they then give their recommendation to the U.S. Judicial Council, which then passes it on to the U.S. House Judiciary Committee, who can then take up impeachment of this federal judge, Mark Fuller, if they decide they would like to. So, uh yeah, that was right. The committee held a three-day hearing in February, heard from about 20 witnesses, and then they met again and heard an additional four witnesses. Now, Terry Sewell, congressman from uh, U.S. Congresswoman from Alabama, she is calling for his impeachment. And she tells me at bradblog.com that she is not going to give up on this. She put out a statement last week when his uh, charges were dismissed saying there should never have been, quote, there should have never been an agreement to expunge his record, nor should he be allowed to remain on the federal bench. She says she's deeply disturbed by this and that our society is sending the wrong message about domestic violence to perpetrators by allowing a federal judge who was sworn to uphold the values we hold dear to continue to serve in any capacity. His punishment must reflect the seriousness of the crime 
and any recommendations to the 11th Circuit Judicial Council that fall short of impeachment are inexcusable, says Congresswoman Terry Sewell, the only Democratic congresswoman, by the way, from the uh, Alabama contingent, though the rest of the uh, Congress members and senators have called on um, on Mark Fuller to resign, to step down voluntarily. So far, he says he's not going to. Terry Sewell says, I am again calling on the House Judiciary Committee to initiate impeachment proceedings should the Judicial Council decline to make such a recommendation. Judge Fuller must immediately be removed from the bench. He has irrevocably violated the sacred trust placed in him, and Congress must send a strong message that his actions are beneath the seat that he holds. Now, there is evidence that, in fact, the Republicans, including even the Republicans, are taking this seriously. As I said, uh, all of the uh, other Congress members, all Republicans from Alabama, have called on him to step down, including the two U.S. senators, both Republicans. Um Bob Goodlatte, the chairman, the Republican chair of the U.S. House Judiciary Committee, has joined with uh, Congressman John Conyers in sending a letter to the 11th Circuit asking them for an update on this case and when will those recommendations come. And last week, Republican U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley from Nebraska also sent a letter to the uh, uh, to the 11th Circuit Special Committee saying that Fuller's, quote, alleged actions raise serious questions and, if true, will significantly undermine his ability to serve in his current capacity. So they seem serious about this in the uh, in the Congress. Impeachment, federal uh, impeachment of a federal judge is not done, uh, is very rare. It is not done often. We will see if it is done here. But right now, with the criminal charges dismissed, the only accountability that may come is via impeachment. You might want to let your congressman or woman know how you feel about that, or you can let me know right now at 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. And, you know, I stay on this story because it's amazing how few people give a, seem to give a damn about it, at least in the media. They don't cover it. They don't touch it. A football player punches his wife. It's everywhere. It's on every uh, show for weeks on end. And, and he has to, you know, he's thrown out of the NFL, as he should be. A federal judge? Nobody seems to care other than me. Or maybe you. Let's go to some phones here. Uh, Morris in Long Beach. Uh, welcome, sir, to the broadcast. Uh, yes, Brad, but I, I, I think you're wrong. There's a gentleman by the name of Andrew Craig from the Justice Integrity Project. Mm-hmm. He, too, is just as concerned about uh, what your judge is doing as, mm-hmm. as you are. Well, uh, and he's a, good, he's a good journalist, and he has been uh, covering this as well. He has been writing about this, absolutely. And I just wish there was more broadcast media. Uh, Desi Doyen, our producer here, puts in a note saying that, well, there was video of the uh, football player. There's no video here. Yeah, but there is that 911 call, and it is pretty chilling, I think, hearing those smacks and slaps in the background. Anyway, Morris, go I ahead. Thought, I, thought it, I thought it was a pimp slapping one of his employees. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, your boy Eugene Debs ran for president from jail. Remember that? Well, you probably don't, but historically. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking Don Siegelman can do the same thing. <laughs> uh, he can go on uh, a prison nation, very similar to what Mamir Abdul-Jamal does, mm-hmm. and uh, he can run from there. Now, he can't vote for himself. We know that when you're 
convicted felon. You can't, but he can run, and and I believe that he can change. Uh, give us a new narrative. Give the give the people a new narrative because Hillary's not going to move over to the left. She's been bought and sold for a price. Hmm. Uh, and I was going, what what is your take on that, Brad? Well, you know, I hadn't thought about that. That Don Siegelman could run for president from jail. I don't know if he would want to because I suspect he would really, really like whether it's uh, President Obama, whether it's President Hillary Clinton, or whether it's President anybody else, Jeb Bush or Scott Walker. I suspect he would like a presidential pardon. And I don't know if running against one of those people is going to earn him uh, uh, much love from those candidates. Now, the reason why I'm saying that we got to go with him is because uh, all of them have one thing in common, from Bernie Sanders on down, and that's my boy so far. All of them qualify as insiders. Would you agree? Uh, well, you mean the people who are running now, insiders as far as Washington? Sure, Washington, D.C., insiders, absolutely. Okay, well, Don doesn't qualify. Wouldn't you agree? Well, yeah, from a federal prison in in uh, Louisiana, he's he's not an insider. Okay, so far so good. That's what we yeah. need. We need someone right. who is not an insider, right. and that's my choice, and okay. thank you for taking my call. I appreciate the thought, Morris. Thank you very much. Uh, let me go to uh, Bill in uh, Lake Elsinore. There we go. Hey, Bill, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Brad. Yes, sir. Hey, we've got a big, huge problem looming right over the horizon. Yeah. Um, as far as the climate change denialists, Americans aren't that stupid. You can't speak out against your uh, your self-interest, your proprietary industries and institutions. You just can't do it. They know we know better. But um, I don't. I don't understand. You're, wait, you're saying that the, uh, Americans know better? They know that we have a absolutely. problem. They're not believing they say, that nonsense. Sure, they say it with a smugness and and a ridiculousness. Um, you, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. If you speak out against it or you agree with it, you'll be you'll be terminated or you'll be marginalized. You'll be sent down the road. You won't have a job with the company no more. You know, it's all inside. It's all insiders know this. Anybody who's worked for any corporation knows dargarn well. This is, you know, in effect across the board. So, but, but Bill, I, I'm having trouble understanding what you're saying. You're saying that people can't speak out at their at their place of work about climate change. Absolutely, they they or, have or, to or, s- pretend it's not happening. Yeah, absolutely. Where where, where do you have to where, where you work? Sure, I had, you have to go along with the with the um, the party line. Yeah, lockstep. And the party line where you work is climate change is not happening. It's imaginary, or if it is, man has uh, nothing to do with it. All the all the all the common banter from the from the um, from the jingoism and the right, you know, right. the uh, shills. And but if the Trans-Pacific Partnership fast track goes through, which it looks like it might, yeah. I'm fearing game over. Okay. Thanks, thanks, Bill. I appreciate that, and uh, I appreciate the reminder of uh, how good it is that I am independent in what I work for. I work for myself, not for a corporation who's going to tell me what to say or think. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. Let's go to uh, Alex in uh, Santa Ana. Hey, uh, hey, Alex, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I just want to address uh, what you mentioned at the beginning of the show about, uh, you know, if the left is going to buy what Hillary's trying to, to um, sell us, you know, as far as her talking points yeah. and stuff. And my question, or my question is, why should we when her records speak so much more clearly? You know, if she's uh, against the uh, working poverty, if she's against, um, you know, runaway corporatism, why didn't she do anything to affect that while she was on the board of Walmart, of all companies? If she's against uh, militarism, then how come I can watch a video of her gloating uh, gleefully about the death and uh, sodomization of Muammar Gaddafi? You know, we came, we saw, he died. 
you know, it's the reason, quite frankly, that more and more people, I think, are dropping out of our political system or they don't buy into it anymore. And as a young person, a 25-year-old scientist, um, you know, I honestly couldn't see myself voting for a Republican or Democrat anymore of, of either stripe just because we're so sick of the malicious hip- hypocrisy and outright lies. Now, Alex, uh, here was the story that I, and, and hang on, because I want to get your thoughts on, on this. The specific story that I was referring to was that apparently uh, the New York Times reports that uh, Hillary Clinton said in a meeting with uh, economists earlier this year that she wanted to, quote, topple the 1%. And this, according to Danny Vinnick at National Journal, says that uh, the phrasing has provoked a bit of a dust-up on the right, uh, what exactly did Clinton mean, he asks. Well, when the Huffington Post asked the Clinton clamp for clarification, an aide only made it more confusing. Uh, they said, no one in the room remembers this quote, and it doesn't sound like language she's used. That said, our economy was nearly toppled in 20- 2008 because the deck was stacked for those at the top, and Hillary Clinton has said she's running to reshuffle the deck for everyday Americans so that it doesn't topple again and people can actually get ahead. It's a belief at the core of her entire career fighting at the core of this campaign, says the uh, Hillary camp spokesperson. So uh, even if you take the word topple out of uh, the uh, the argument here, Danny Vinnick in National Journal says that uh, Clinton's positions are still clear. She thinks income inequality is a problem. She's called for a constitutional amendment to get money out of politics and criticize the disparity between CEOs and their workers. She said, Hillary Clinton said, there's something wrong when CEOs make 300 times more than the American worker. There's something wrong when hedge fund managers pay lower tax rates than nurses or truckers. Uh, she express, she was expressly criticizing the rich. And you, Alex, don't buy that? No, not at all. Uh, I don't see any reason to. I mean, uh, why is she still soliciting millions and perhaps upwards of a billion dollars for her campaign? Right. You know, why doesn't she run off of the public coffer and make a principled stance there? Right. Uh, why is she? Why doesn't she donate? Some of her uh, ill-gotten millions, um, if she cares so strongly about poverty in America. Ill-gotten millions. My goodness. All right. Well, you know, uh, I I, I think she, uh, the Clinton Foundation obviously does, you know, that is a nonprofit that puts a lot of money into a lot of good causes for whatever that's worth. But I hear you, Alex. What's what's your? You say you're a 25 year old scientist. What are you a scientist? Of? Uh, sorry, I was trying to say um, student of political scientist. I majored in political science degree from the University of California. Oh, a, a political science. Well, yeah. that that's not a real scientist, you know. <laughs> All right. That, thanks, Alex. I, I do appreciate your call. Uh, Thank you for taking it. You, you bet. Thanks a bunch. Eight one eight nine eight five KPFK. Let me get to uh, James in Santa Barbara. Hey, James. Welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, thanks for having me on, Brad. Sure, thanks for being had. Yeah, hey, um, happy Earth Day, by the way, and I wanted to say, I wanted to reach out to all organizations and individuals and say it's really important to stay active in the political process, but to also don't forget, vote every day with your dollars. We have the power, it's been showing, shown the power of boycott, and where we put our money is what happens. Those people have power because we give it to them. And uh, there's lots of alternatives to giving your money to corporations. There's more and more cottage industries popping up all over. You can always ride your bike, eat less meat, eat locally or organic, and that's going to reduce all those negative <clears throat> impacts that you're reading about. 
Thank you, James. Well, uh, well said. Appreciate the call, my friend. Uh, oh, well, thank you. You bet. Yeah, don't spread the word, brother. Well, you just did. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to uh, Linda in Burbank. Hey, Linda, welcome to the broadcast. Brad, the real problem uh, regarding uh, the climate change, yeah. and, uh, since you're talking about climate change, you know, on Earth Day. Sure. Uh, you know, the real problem with our environment and our resources are the illegal aliens overpopulating, especially California, wait, 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 wait. coming here what? from all over the world. And I got this. I'm, I'm on. An wait, hey, wait, 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 Linda, Linda, let me let me just ask you a question. Wait, Linda, hang on. I'll let you speak. Illegal immigrants are yes. the problem with the climate because they're coming here from all over the world. Yes. So if they, uh, so let me just okay. say, for point of argument, Linda. You're saying if these quote-unquote illegal aliens stayed where they were, it wouldn't affect the climate? Not here. Not here? Not here. You do realize that our climate is connected to the rest of the world's climate, right? I'm not, I'm not talking about particular, you know, mainly the climate per se, but I'm talking about the resources. I'm talking about our, the environment. And can I read a couple of, I belong to this organization called CAPS, Californians for Population Stabilization. I mean, actually, don't belong. I just uh -huh. get actually alerts from yeah. them. Yeah. Well, I'd rather have you not read something it's, to me, but what's, what's, what's the only, general point? It's only three lines with two sentences. Go ahead. Do it. And it says, as CAPS media director John, Joe Gazzardi said in the Los Angeles Times, it doesn't make any sense to encourage more illegal immigration to California. More people in California mean more water consumption, more resources depletion, more traffic on the road, and more urban sprawl. And since you're talking about Earth Day, mm -hmm. you know, at the beginning, the last paragraph says, at the time of Earth Day in 1970, yeah. California's population was just shy of 20 million. Today, it is 39 million and growing. And the state's preeminent historian, Kevin Starr, has said, yeah, we have to do Mother Nature yeah. did not intend 40 million people to live here. Okay, well, that, that's fair enough. That said, uh, I'm not sure. So where, where are these illegal immigrants, as you describe them? Where are they coming from? South of the border. Okay. So um, they're coming south. from, you know, other yeah. countries. So you're saying that we wouldn't have a problem with water in California if only all of those illegal immigrants stayed south of the border in Mexico, where you're saying there is no drought and there's plenty of water? We wouldn't have the problem if they would stay there. Okay. We wouldn't have the problem if we wouldn't yeah. encourage them to come here. Okay. Uh, I, I got you. So that would solve our problems with the climate. We'd have plenty of water if it wasn't for all of those people coming from Mexico. I appreciate the call, Linda. The Thanks. Water and the environment, mainly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks, Linda. I appreciate mm -hmm. the call. Uh, let me go to, man, really? 818-985-5735. Just when you think uh we there there can't be anything else that we blame undocumented uh, immigrants for listeners never disappoint let me go uh, very quickly uh and desi you're on deck with the green news report so stay tuned uh, stand by uh let me go to susan in south bay hey susan welcome to the broadcast 
Gee, while you're on hold, there's so many more things you can comment on. First of all, on the last show, um, somebody was trying to excuse Obama for not doing more that he promised to do by uh, by blaming it on the Congress that wouldn't let him. And I wanted to say leaders lead. And I wanted to thank you and Desi for filling that leadership void. Um, And Desi, one of the reasons uh, the connection of farmers to um, religion is that the the poor farmers now, especially the organic ones, have to pray for rain. Um, And Mm. I think we need to also make the difference between organic farming uh, which does things in a very sustainable way, okay. and the huge factory farms that not only are using 80% of the water, but are polluting the water that we have. And you don't hear about it, Brad, and I'm, it's the reason I'm grateful you're on this radio, is because most of the media is owned by those uh by the you know the people who yep. own the pharmaceutical companies, the you know the they're owned by big corporations for sure. Yeah, they, so, what used to be owned by fifty-two is now owned by four. You, you're right, and we talk about that, uh, Susan. I got to get to a break, or we're going to run out of time for the Green News Report. Uh, but you're absolutely right, and we talk about uh, some and oh, and more of that uh, today in Ernie Canning's article uh, about the, the water concerns here in California. Susan, I got to run. Thanks for the call. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Come back with the Green News report. And uh, for the rest of you hanging on the line, maybe we'll get to some of your calls before we get out. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is your Bradcast. Melting for Desi Doyen on Earth Day. <laughs> and uh, we should get right to the Green News Report because our big news, our big news about the broadcast is coming up right afterwards. Oh, yes, it is. So, yeah. So, not a moment too soon. It is on Earth Day, our latest Green News Report. BP's contingency plans were inadequate. They were, just, they were screaming, you know, fire, fire, fire. This is not a drill. There's no one who wants this thing over more than I do. You know, I'd like my life back. The BP oil disaster in the Gulf of Mexico, five years later. Today, there is no greater threat to our planet than climate change. As Earth Day comes and goes, President Obama pushes once again for climate action. January to March 2015, the hottest ever recorded, plus... We need to work with the rest of the world to negotiate a way to, to, um, to reduce carbon emissions. Jeb Bush thinks climate change might actually be a thing. Wait, what? All of that and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Climate change can no longer be denied or ignored. Oh, Mr. President, you continue to misunderestimate the American people. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, with Earth Day upon us once again, we need to remind everyone it's always Earth Day here at the Green News Report, at least for you. Yes, I think it's a great idea, though, to remind everybody else that it's nice to celebrate the only place in the entire universe that is known to be capable of supporting life. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, well, in a bit of cosmic irony, this Earth Day is also the fifth anniversary of the day that BP's Deepwater Horizon offshore drilling rig sank to the bottom of the ocean. Five years ago this week, 
week on April 20th, 2010, British Petroleum's Deepwater Horizon rig exploded in the Gulf of Mexico, killing 11 men and causing the worst man-made disaster in U.S. history. They were screaming, you know, fire, fire, fire. This is not a drill. We're sorry for the massive disruption it's caused to their lives. There's no one who wants this thing over more than I do. You know, I'd like my life back. Even if we contain the well and even if the well is capped, in mid-August, there's still a significant amount of oil out there. One of the things that struck me that I think about now as Shell is heading back into the Arctic yes. was the plans that they had when they were drilling in the uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, the inadequate plans. As you recall, they had a ridiculous emergency response plan, which included evacuating walruses, and they didn't even talk about hurricanes and storms. They do have plans to evacuate walruses from the Gulf of Mexico, which have not lived there in three million years. And it's unfortunate that walruses were included, and it's it's an embarrassment that they were included. Oh, do you think? Now, of course, I'm sure Shell Oil's plans are perfectly adequate to uh, stave off any disaster that happens up in, in the Arctic, where we have no way to respond. The Coast Guard has been begging, please don't let these rigs go up into the Arctic. It's pretty stunning that we're still moving headlong into offshore drilling into the Arctic. And looking back to the Gulf, five years later, offshore drilling is booming again. Yay! And BP is still fighting in court to reduce the billions of dollars it will ultimately pay in punitive fines and damages. Yeah, to hell with those people who lost their lives, who've lost their businesses. BP's got a profit to turn, baby. Five years later, tourism has mostly recovered on the Gulf Coast, but tar balls are still washing up on shore and BP's oil is still hurting commercial fishermen and marine life. Meanwhile, it's getting warmer. The results are in, and the first three months of this year combined were the warmest start to any year on record globally, according to NASA, and that increases the odds that 2015 will likely replace 2014 as the hottest year on record. Wait, so the Earth keeps getting hotter even though the Republicans keep saying it's not happening? Yeah, that's right. I can't believe the Earth is not listening to these Republicans. Meanwhile, in presidential politics, although former Florida Governor Jeb Bush has yet to officially declare a run for the 2016 Republican presidential nomination. At an appearance in New Hampshire over the weekend, he acknowledged that climate change exists. Wait, what? I mean, the climate is changing. And, I, and I'm, I'm concerned about that. Previously, Jeb Bush had questioned whether humans are responsible. Now, he says, climate change will be solved with energy conservation and expanding U.S. natural gas. Unlike his fellow Republican presidential contenders, Bush suggested but did not outright endorse that the U.S. should lead the U.N. International Climate Treaty. We have this climate change issue and we need to work with the rest of the world to negotiate a way to... To, um, to reduce carbon emissions. Now that's an implicit acknowledgement that humans are causing climate change. And as snarky as I like to be, I'm happy to note that we finally have a Republican, not officially declared, but a Republican in this race who at least seems to be on planet Earth concerning planet Earth as opposed to the rest of the guys we've seen so far. Cruz, Paul, and uh, Marco Rubio, all of whom are just insane when it comes to pretending this problem doesn't exist. In honor of Earth Day, President Obama pushed for the U.S. to lead action on climate change in his weekly address highlighting the historic deal with China that they will cut their emissions. Because the world's two largest economies came together, there's new hope that with American leadership this year, the world will finally reach an agreement to prevent the worst impacts of climate change before it's too late. Ah, new hope. I'll take it. May not be realistic, but I'll take it. For much more on those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.com. 
www.bradblog.com. Find us and follow us on the Facebook and the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Desi Doyne, how many people do you think know why we use the Star Wars uh, <laughs> That's music That's a good there? question. We are, you, you know, I, I would think a lot of folks would catch the Star Wars you, uh, theme there. Do you think they would? Do, would they know why? Because it's called A New Hope. I know. But, Episode you know, four. Yeah, but, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't know Star Wars was called A New Hope. And I should say I completely stole that musical joke from uh, uh, from Jay on Best of the Left, who sampled one of our Green News reports one time when I said, we have a new hope, and he played that music, and I go, of course! Why a didn't I think of that? Yes. Our big announcement uh, about the broadcast starting next Monday, if the radio gods are with us. That's a big if. It, that it could be a big if, if we don't have technical problems. But starting next Monday, April 27th, uh, the Brad blog, I'm sorry, the broadcast will be, uh, we're going daily. Yes. A daily show. And now KPFK listeners... Uh, we'll still only hear us live on Wednesdays, but uh, you will be able to go to the archives at kpfk.org, to the archives, and get our daily show in case you uh, need more Brad during the week. It'll you'll, be there. You'll have more Brad than you can ever, <laughs> ever want. Uh, so you'll be able to download them there. And as always, you can download uh, our broadcasts at uh, Stitcher, at TuneIn, at iTunes. Just uh, subscribe for free, and then it'll go to your phone or your computer. Bradblog.com. You can also go there for more information. You can get them at bradblog.com. there, too. Yep. So, and, uh, excitement. Really? You yeah, think? Yeah, this will be interesting. A lot of work. We'll make. We'll see if we can make it work. Are you going to be there? Yes, I will be there. Okay. Promise? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try right. to do more. Try to make you do more green news. All right. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, daily broadcast beginning Monday, April 27. If the radio gods are with us. Uh, okay. Let me get to uh, one quick call. I know there's a bunch of you hanging on the line. And I hate to leave you hanging there, but let me just uh, really, really quickly before we got to get it out here. And Selmo uh, from Monterey Park, welcome to the broadcast, Anselmo. Hello, good afternoon. Uh, yeah, this is just really quick, just to rebut this lady, uh, Linda, I believe her name was. Yeah. Just saying that the immigrants are polluting. Yeah, immigrants. Uh, it's it's immigrant illegal. Only illegal immigrants' faults. Oh, only illegal immigrants. Yeah. Okay, but uh, you know, uh, uh, just for her education, the only ones that actually have the right to not be called immigrants would be the Cherokee and the rest of Native Americans. She cannot forget that she's standing on a stolen land. That's important for her to know. Well said, Anselmo, right. and I appreciate that. And Desi actually just walked out, but uh, she, uh, Desi actually is of Cherokee heritage, so she's the only one who belongs here. The rest of us apparently were just uh, parasites who are ruining everything. Do I have time for one more? Do I? Yes, I do. I do. Sean, in Santa Barbara, I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Sean, go. All right. Well, happy Earth Day. You know who the biggest polluter is in the nation, if not the world, is the United States government. We Point rock. Number we're number one. We're number one. This government, yay. Point number two, geoengineering. Does it exist? I believe it does. Um, it's not being talked about. Geoengineering, everybody. Geoengineering. <laughs> okay, we will talk about that in a future show. Sean, I appreciate it. My thanks to all of the callers in today. My thanks, as always, to G, our soundboard operator, to our producer, Desi Doyen. 
Uh, and uh, daily broadcasts starting next week. Check out at uh, bradblog.com or kpfk.org or anywhere else. Until we next speak, uh, you can find me also on the Twitters at the Bradblog and, of course, at bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Yeah.